and incredible energy in the area. Our family just loves the fast-paced lifestyle that Fourways brings. But honestly, the thing that attracted us most to this area was the active lifestyle that it offers. As a family, we've chosen to live in Fourways because of the lifestyle and convenience, and this is our neighborhood. I'm Rick Nidling, I'm an Olympic gold medalist and shareholder and marketing director of Aldevia Estate, which recently acquired Pearl Valley Estate. I've been living in the beautiful Paul Frontrick Valley for the last five years. We are situated right in the heart of the Cape Winelands. Security is our number one priority and it's something we work on every day. And this has earned us the reputation of being the safest estate in Africa. The lifestyle that this area has to offer truly is country living at its best. We're just five minutes away from the historic town of Paul. Paul really is an incredible area to explore, with little gems like the Spice Route and Fairview Farms. But the biggest attraction is the excellent schools. Franchuk, on the other hand, is a major international tourist destination and also known as the culinary capital of South Africa, with a diverse offering for every palate and occasion. Our recent acquisition of Pearl Valley is a major game changer for us. Our residents can now enjoy a wide range of amenities unmatched anywhere else in the world. There's the world-famous Jack Nicklaus Signature Golf Course, which is consistently ranked among the top golf courses in South Africa. And there are some beautiful properties on the course. Boulder V really is the ideal family environment. We also cater to equestrian lovers with facilities on offer for every discipline, from the two Hurlingham Standard Polo Fields to our state-of-the-art equestrian centers and miles of trails. Our horses live in paradise too. Boulder V has its own wine farm and cellars producing award-winning wines which every resident can be proud of. I've been blessed to travel the world but this is the place I come home to. I'm sure you can see why we call it the Valley of Life. And this is my neighborhood. Good evening and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Private Property Podcast. I'm your host, Uzamandungwa Kumalo. It's a Wednesday and we're back to having the APSA Home Loan Teams this uh, Wednesday evening here on the Private Property Podcast. So you can look forward to a great conversation with APSA Home Loans uh, in a little bit. But before we get into it, welcome to all our regular viewers to the you know daily property talk show that 
course, brings you hot property topics that helps all of us on our property journey. And if you are joining us for the first time, well, we're on episode 217. So you certainly have quite a number of episodes to chew on. So do go to our Facebook as well as our uh, YouTube page in order to catch up on some of that great content. Now, what of, one of the things that you're also going to find on our social media pages are the other great shows that we bring to your screens every single weekday. Now, we come to your screens every seven every weekday at 7 o'clock. And as it is a Tuesday, later on at 8 p.m., you can look forward to Estee Classing, bringing you the first-time home buyers show. And there she will be in conversation with somebody who's walked the first-time home buying journey and share their knowledge of how that was like and certainly the experience of how that first-time buying experience was like. And if you have at home a compelling story about the first time you bought your property, then do slide into our DMs and Esty and the team will be in touch with you to see if we can't feature your story on the first time home buyers show. Now, another show that you can look forward to, especially if you've got green fingers. I know so many of us are, you know, spending time at home. And one of the hobbies that we're even picking up is, of course, you know, planting our own uh, garden herbs and veggies. Well, if you want to take it a notch higher, then the farming podcast is the show for you. Umbalino Co brings you that to your screens every Tuesdays and Thursdays. So do make sure that you tune in at 8 p.m. where she speaks to industry leaders who help you on all things agriculture. Now, every Monday and Friday, Chad is the man who brings you the Home Shoppers Show, where he gets to give you you a snapshot of some of what you can expect in some of the best estates and complexes that this country has on offer. So if you are in the market for that property, whether it's your primary residence or perhaps even an investment property, then that is a show that you want to tune into. It will give you a good sense of some of the amenities that you can expect in the different uh, complexes and estates that we have in South Africa. Well, that is some of the great shows that we bring to your screens every single day here on Private Property. And of course, we go even a step further. Do make sure that you go onto our website, that's www.privateproperty.co.za, where you can not only check out some great properties that you can rent and buy, but of course, you can go to our advice section and read up on certain issues that pertain to where you are in your property journey. Now, one of the things that you're going to find on our website is the competition that we are currently running. We're running the Sherlock Holmes Hunt and Private Property, and we are on the eighth week of this particular competition. And all you have to do to stand a chance of walking away with the 5,000 Rand voucher every single Friday is to crack the riddle. It really is that simple. This week, the riddle is actually uh, relatively easy. I think if you are in Gauteng, you probably have a good sense of where it is leading you. And the riddle for week eight of the Sherlock Holmes competition is... In Gauteng's lakes of silver, you can clean six people all at once. Your helpers are part of the family at this Lombardi's estate. Well, that is the riddle this week for the Sherlock Holmes hunt. So good luck to you uh, as you enter. And of course, one of the ways that we're keeping it fun and exciting is that every Wednesdays and Thursdays, we're also giving away a 500 grand cash spot prize. And all you have to do to claim that money is to be watching us live. So if we call your name, then you need to drop us a text down here below to claim the money. Now, last week, Thursday, we didn't have a winner. So it is rolling over to 1,000 rands. So do 
make sure that you stay tuned until later on on the show where I may potentially call your name. You want to make sure that you're watching us live so you can claim that 1,000 Rand cash prize. Well, that's some of the fun that you can look forward to later on the sh- uh, later on, on the show. But it is a Wednesday and we have somebody from the APSA team. And this is somebody who needs no introduction. At, every time I speak to him, I always say I'll see him in about a quarter uh, because that is an issue that we always talk to him about. We are, of course, uh, unpacking APSA's homeowner sentiment index. And the, the man of the half hour is Umziwa Kizim, who's a manager of analytics at APSA Home Loans. Uh, Muzi, good evening and thank you so much for joining us. Good evening, Zama. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, Muzi. Um, I mean, thank you so much for, for joining us. It's always so great to go through some of the insights um, that the the index, you know, has. And I think one of the great things that we are learning from the, the index, but I think even beyond the index, is being able to find good resources that have good data about where the property you know, market is and different players within the property you know, space. And if, I think more than anything, it, it certainly as a consumer, as an investor, uh, puts me at ease to be able to easily access that data. Um, that's also just very, um, very easy to digest because oftentimes it's very easy for these things to look to be verbose and you can't understand it. So I know even for our viewers at home, that's probably um, quite a big relief. Now, Muzi, I think one of the big things that came out from in the, you know, the, the APSA uh, homeowner in, um, index is that the, the confidence in SA property market um, essentially improved by 4% at the end of quarter four and is now at 80%. I must say that I, a part of me is slightly surprised that your sort of overall uh, sentiment improved. I, I think there's a part of me, and maybe it's because I'm, I'm in too many sort of landlord groups and people who are sort of relatively skeptical, but a part of me would have thought that perhaps, you know, the overall sentiment would have slightly gone down. Before we get into the nitty gritties, perhaps just take us through the, the overall confidence first, because that for me was, was a bit of a surprise. Yes. Um, so Zama, if we, if we time travel um, a year ago, uh, we were sitting uh, in the first quarter and we were kind of deci- discussing what, what happened in 2019 and what we expected to happen in 2020. Um, around the middle of March is pretty much where the conversation was, was being held in the country. Uh, uh, going into lockdown, uh, we've almost, uh, we've almost hit, we've, well, I guess in the in the coming weeks we'll be hitting our our one year lockdown anniversary. So there was quite a lot of you know uncertainty in terms of what was happening in the market. Uh, we saw our our Q1 uh, overall confidence uh, take a knock because of that. Uh, what then what then transpired as we went into lockdown, we then had a series of interest rate cuts, uh, which really helped on the on the affordability side. Uh, we had financiers uh, come to the party and really and really help customers uh, to 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 kind of go go through the difficult time where we had uh, uh, payment relief plans um, in all their shapes and sizes, which 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 was a, a really good boost. Um, and then as we were in lockdown, I mean, inflation stayed down. Uh, the Reserve Bank was able to uh, put through a few more cuts. And then kind of coming out of lockdown, lockdown level four, we then saw this boom that happened in the market. Um, and ever since, I think the the and ever since the the overall sentiment has been on the up and up. So. Uh, at 80% in Q4 of 2020, uh, we're actually higher than, than what we were in, in 2019 even. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that I, I definitely wanted to touch on, Musi, is the effect that the payment relief um, probably had on, on, I'll say, the consumer sentiment. Because I think one of the things that we saw a lot of the, essentially all the financial institutions coming uh, to the party with is providing some or other kind of relief. As you, you know, rightly pointed out, the different financial institutions uh, positioned it differently. But I think one of the, the great things that I particularly appreciated with, um, you know, APSA and the way that it was positioned was, you, you've got, firstly, the, the system was pretty smooth. You didn't have to prove that you are, you know, in financial distress or you were in need. Uh, I mean, one of my home loans is actually with APSA. You got an SMS if you wanted to opt in. I think you do it a one or two. <laughs> I see that, Muzi. Muzi saying only one. Listen, we'll, we'll, we'll see if you can persuade me uh, to, to move all the others uh, to, to APSA. But I think one of the things I really appreciated was when that, I'll say, campaign sort of got rolled out, you got an SMS. If you wanted to opt in, you were literally just pressing one or two, and it was relatively seamless. And I mean, other property investors that I've spoken to who uh, banked with APSA and did use the um, the relief just said how it was essentially, once you said yes, it was done, it was three months, and you didn't have to prove anything, which was, I think, a game changer um, sort of relative to other financial institutions that probably may have wanted you to provide proof of financial distress. And, and so when you kind of look at the overall you know, relief that financial institutions provide, and I suppose particularly um, APSA, how do you see that playing a role in consumers look, having a slightly different sentiment or their sentiment being affected uh, when it comes to this? Yeah, I, I think the the one key role that uh, payment relief played last year, uh, it actually played a major role both, I would say, on the supply and the demand side. So on the on the demand side, so on the side of the buyer, it it was then enabling enabling the 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 situation where the buyer is saying, I am able to buy or I am enabled to buy. So when we went when we when we uh, provided payment relief, we kind of helped the, the the credit standing of of our customers uh, which was quite which was quite useful when um you know incomes recovered um that there was um a bit of mitigation in terms of the impairment of credit records or yeah. credit credit ratings um and then on the on the selling side or on the on the supply side uh, an important question is always if i want to sell my property is there someone to sell to um, and and in the in the market where the buyer is healthy and the buyer has appetite, uh, that that that's also really good for the seller. Uh, so I think that's one of the or those are the um, uh, ways in which uh, payment relief played a role last year, where both on the supply and on the demand side, um, payment relief uh, sort of improved uh, sentiment in the in the property market. Mm. Now, Musi, I want you to get into you know the different, uh, I'll, I'll say, um, the different types of sort of things that were um, obviously when you, the consumers, what you ask them, and the different, uh, let's call it factors that were taken into consideration. Um, firstly, what were probably some of the surprises, if any, uh, that that you you potentially saw in the Q4 results. As I said to you, I, I part of me is quite surprised that the sentiment went higher. Um, and, and, and perhaps it's because we, we saw obviously more buyers being able to access you know, property. And if anything, maybe I'm just 
talking to too many uh, you know, landlords who had a very bad experience uh, in the earlier quarters and didn't quite have a positive uh, sentiment when it comes to investing in property at this moment. But when you kind of look at it holistic, holistically, were there any surprises uh, that came up for you? Uh, so not not surprises uh, per se, Zama, but uh, I, I think it was one of the things I, I was definitely uh, really interested in, 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 in seeing how, how the trend would change is what, what we saw when we did our Q3 survey and when we when we uh, spoke after our Q3 survey, there was this bit of confusion in the market where we had we had uh, would-be buyers saying it's a good time to buy because property uh, property prices are low, and then on the supply side we had uh, sellers saying it's a good time to sell because property prices are high. So so there was a bit of a, a bit of a mismatch there. What the Q4 survey has now shown us is um, kind of what was what was spurring some of those comments, uh, and 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 we've now seen so. The the, on the sell side, our sellers are still consistent. They're saying house prices are holding holding resilient, so that's that's great for the sellers. On the buy side, they've actually stopped uh, stopped talking about uh, property prices, but they've now started kind of mentioning that because the interest rate cycle is so low, my monthly payments are lower, and hence it's more affordable to buy property. Uh, so we got we got that much needed clarity there. Uh, something else that I thought was was quite um, was quite interesting was when we double click uh, on the on the four segments that we looked at. Uh, so now in our previous podcasts, uh, we had a double click where we spoke a little bit about uh, first time home buyers. Uh, on another one, we had a double click on uh, on investors. Uh, so today, uh, double clicking on on uh, possibly one of the biggest and most neglected ones, which is the non-first time non-first time uh, homeowners. Uh, what they actually showed is they showed a stagnation in terms of uh, sentiment towards selling property. So non non-first-time homeowners in Q4 said uh, they, they, they're going to keep their, their confidence levels in terms of selling property uh uh, they're going to keep it at the same level, um, and they they had a tendency of believing that uh, selling prices were were lower than than that that compared to to the other uh, segment groups, um, and then uh, in them saying they they're not quite necessarily keen to sell property, uh, they then had the strongest growth in sentiment towards renovating property. So we we saw this thing where non first time uh, homeowners were saying maybe let me not sell my property and maybe let me let me invest in my in my property. So I thought that was um, uh, quite an interesting one. Mm-hmm. And and you know I think one of the things with non-first time uh, you know owners is that you're also not disillusioned about home ownership, right? You kind of know what it entails, the ups and the downs. And so a part of you has a somewhat different perspective to. Um, you know, people who are obviously going to be buying for the first time. And so I'm, I'm glad that they are choosing, I said, the resilient path. Um, and, and it's probably because you knew that going into this, it was going to be relatively long term. Perhaps you've had instances where you've had bad tenants before. And so even what you may have experienced, um, you know, last year may very well not be as bad compared to other experiences you've previously had. So you almost have a a realistic sense of what happens when you own a property and that it's not all sort of good and smooth sailing um, across the the way. Now, 
one of the other things that, um, you know, one of the other areas, uh, Muzi, that I want us to hone in on is the, the buying sentiment. I mean, that unsurprisingly went up. Um, and we know that one of the key drivers of that, of course, is the, the lower interest rates um, cuts that we saw last year, or the lower interest rates, rather. Yes. Uh, yeah, so so sentiment towards buying property uh, hit uh, the, the highest levels ever since we we introduced the, the HSI. Uh, so we had an increase of seven percent in sentiment towards uh, buying property in the in the fourth quarter. And the positive factors that that kind of spurred this on are uh, interest rates, as we've already uh, mentioned. But there was also uh, quite uh, strong support saying, you know, property is always a good investment. Mm-mm-mm. I'm in conversation this evening with uh, Muzizum, who is the manager of analytics at APSA Home Loans. And we are unpacking APSA's homeowner sentiment index. If you've got any questions and comments um, on this, do send them through. I'm going to, Natalie LaRue, I see your question. I'll ask it just slightly bit later because I see this one is about payment relief. Um, and I think one of the things, Muzi, that I want us to, to look at, and you already touched on this one, was the, the sentiment around uh, you know, renovation and how that went up. And 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 this one is is an interesting one in that we've got to spend so much time at home. So I think more than anything, it's probably also one of the drivers that led us to needing to essentially renovate our respective homes. Yes. Yes, Zama. So sentiment towards um, um, renovating property or making alterations kind of showed showed a similar profile to to our other sub indices where there was there was solid and strong growth uh, throughout last year uh, this sentiment however hasn't quite recovered to to where it was sitting in in, in 2019 and i think um, and I think a big driver of this is because of what happened last year. It became an option for people to think uh, about much bigger structural changes. So instead of, um, you know, renovating, making alterations, it suddenly became an option to think about selling and buying buying a home that was more uh, purpose-built towards uh, living, working, schooling, and doing everything at home. Uh, mm-hmm. So even though the number is quite high, um, it's 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 kind of uh, it's so it's sitting at seventy-three percent. Uh, we did in twenty nineteen at seventy-nine percent, and I think it's it's partly because uh, not everyone is thinking about investing in the property they have necessarily, but they've been given an option to to kind of go and acquire an, another one. Mm-hmm. The one area that didn't go up but rather remain flat is the investing in property. Uh, perhaps you know, go through that one with us and perhaps are the reasons why that remained flat instead of um, going higher or even lower. Yeah, so uh, I, th- I think the sentiment towards investing properties is one uh, one of the sub-indices that had uh, the, the biggest of uh, um, roller coaster rides last year. Uh, in Q1, there was all of this uncertainty. Um, there was talk of uh, uh, incomes potentially being impacted, and we saw that uh, people who had uh, investment properties um, were, were were quite worried. When we had the the aggressive interest rate cuts, uh, people with investment properties said, "Well, why would my tenant want to want to rent property if they can afford to buy one?" Uh, and then the, the the renter segment, on the other hand, said there's still quite a bit of uncertainty. So even though I can afford to buy a property, not everyone was quite keen to to take the plunge. And they said, it still gives me a little bit of flexibility. So we kind of saw a recovery by the the investors in Q3 saying, oh, 
clearly it's still it's still a great time to invest right now uh but but uh, the sentiment towards investing in property has remained fairly resilient uh, through last year I, I would say surprisingly so uh but but in, in in q3 we already had quite a big recovery in that sentiment so so that sentiment um uh, remaining flat isn't necessarily uh, a concern uh because it's kind of flat from from an already high base one of the things that you've actually just uh, touched on muzi is the conversation that landlords were having relatively early on last year uh, sort of the tail end of q1 as well as q2 and there was the sense of you know why would my tenant continue renting from me if they can now essentially start affording being able to buy a property because interest rates were going down perhaps take us through then the sentiment of buying rather than renting because i i know that that would have been affected uh, because a lot of the tenants now started having i'll say different conversations with themselves and making different decisions about accessing uh, home ownership yes um so in in terms of um in terms of buying rather than renting um zama across the board um last year we had we had very strong and very resilient growth uh in more respondents saying it's 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 better to buy rather than rather than to rent uh but like i mentioned the one segment that actually lagged all the other segments uh was the segment of renters uh so we had first time home owners non first time home owners and investors all agreeing saying it's 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 better to buy rather than to rent uh growing cri- quite uh, quite quite resiliently and what we saw from the renter population is that even though they agree that or or, or they had um you know um some good growth in terms of believing that it was better to buy rather than to rent they actually grew slower than the other segments which mm-hmm. which i which i actually found uh, to be quite interesting We are taking your questions and comments this evening as I'm in conversation with Umuzwakizum, the manager of analytics at Absa Home Loans. Uh, we've got a question here coming from Natalie Leroux. We've spoken about this earlier on in our conversation, Muzi. Um, and Natalie's conversation, uh, I mean, question rather is: When you take a payment relief, how does it how does it affect the repayments uh, to pay back? Is the term extended, or is your or is your premium more per month? Yeah, I think I think a very very good question, uh, Natalie, and I think it's very helpful to think of it in that way, because then you go from being a, a recipient of information and a structure from your uh, financial service provider to becoming a thought leader. Uh, those two are definitely options that um, that can be looked at to say keep my term the same, uh, give me relief for three months, and then my monthly payments will be slightly higher so that I can catch up on the three months. Uh, but the route that we we um we took kind of as as the default one was to say let's not pro- let, let's not give you additional burden in a time where your finances might be might be uh, under a little bit of pressure so let's rather extend the term uh by by another 3 months uh so the 3 months that we're giving you now in relief uh, let's take those and let's tack those on to the end of your term um so you'll you'll just finish paying uh 3 months later uh but i i i imagine we, um no one would really be averse to um you know talking about a slightly higher monthly payment uh in lieu of of extending a term but those are are, are the two options basically now muzi i think one of the things as as we begin to wrap up our conversation that i i want to get a sense from you on is what can we expect from q1 of 2021 you know i've been in conversation with a, a a number of property practitioners here on the show and off air 
And one of the striking things that a lot of them have, have said is that uh, you know, historically, your January, February, oftentimes even March, tends to be relatively slow in the property space to the point where they, they ordinarily budget for it and plan around it. Uh, and a number of the various guests I've had and, and, and other property practitioners I've spoken to have actually noted how their Jan and February numbers have been significantly higher than what they anticipated. Um, I mean, they, they know they closed off Q4 on a high with a lot of them sort of hitting record high numbers, uh, some record high in like a decade, so since inception. And I mean, one of the, the guests I, I actually recently had was saying that last month was their best month since they started um, their you know, company, which for them was surprising. They didn't expect it at all. Instead, they, they kind of thought it would still be relatively calm. Things would only start picking up now. And so I'm, I'm interested to, to get a sense from you how you see Q1 of 2021 potentially um, looking. Ooh, so I, I guess, uh, Zama, if we take stock of, of kind of where we are, uh, we, we saw sentiment in, uh, improving last year. Um, on the on the on the buyer side, it was um, as we mentioned, it, it, it was the the low interest rate cycle making debt financing more more affordable, um, and the perceived uh, ability of profit, property to increase in value over time and kind of help um, the property owners to 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 go through um the the, the market uncertainty um, and then on the seller side um sentiment was boosted by uh resilient house prices um and and as we saw uh, coming into q4 um a re- renewed impetus by by owners to invest in their in their existing properties so that's kind of where we where we're sitting right now um looking forward um we, we don't necessarily expect uh, interest rates to to increase aggressively so kind of around Q4 of this year, maybe Q1 of next year, uh, maybe we might start seeing uh, the, the Reserve Bank um, slowly start to increase interest rates, uh, but but really slowly um, over, the, over the next uh, two or three years. Uh, so don't really see much of that uh, change. So um, so that that'll definitely be good for for buyers. Uh, we are seeing some healthy appetite continue to flow in on the on the on the buying side, uh, with people continuing to to want to buy properties. Um, at some point, we're kind of gonna need to to uh, potentially face the music and say, you know, everyone who wanted to upgrade their property, buy their first property, they've kind of done that. Um, and 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 that could potentially lead to to a bit of a slowdown, um, as we saw in Q4. Um, again, consistent with the trend of last year, uh, buy side buy side sentiment uh, grew much faster than sell side sentiment. Uh, so there is a a, a a potential situation where we could either sit with uh, property prices really increasing uh, quickly and and kind of removing that benefit uh, of of low interest rates in terms of affordability, or something else that could that could happen is uh, we, we we could start seeing. Uh, potential uh, stock shortages um in the in the in the popular market segments so in my mind i'd i'd be interested in 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 seeing i i guess i'll kind of hedge my bets and say either we'll see really healthy uh, increases in house prices or we'll start seeing uh, stock shortages in 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 popular segments 
Mm. You know, Muzi, we actually got a question here that you answered without us even uh, throwing it your way. And it was coming from uh, Ro, um, Mo Ntwane, who was asking just a prediction from Muzi. When will we see a spike in interest rates again? And as, as, you, as you heard, Muzi thinking it's very likely going to be uh, in Q4 of this year or Q1 of next year. Um, but we're very likely going to see our interest rates remaining the same. I know a lot of us want to see them go at least another 25 basis points lower. Uh, I mean, we, we know we can afford it and essentially, and, and def- definitely have room for, you know, another interest rate cut. But unfortunately, we didn't see it this time around. Musi, before I let you go, because you're from the AXA Home Loan team, I actually want to, to, I'm going to throw this question at you. It, it's because it's a sentiment that I've, I've, picked up slightly from, I'll say, certain corners of people who are you know, interested in property and sometimes don't quite know if this is true or not. And it's this idea that right now, especially now more than perhaps last year, banks are, I'll say, increasingly more reluctant to extend home loans to you know, consumers. Uh, would you say that in this period, it is harder to secure a home loan than um, whether last year or perhaps even pre-COVID? Yeah, so Zama, I think it's uh, it's it's always important to to uh, qualify such a response. Yeah. Um, so I mean, if you look at all the banks uh, and you look at all the banks um, balance sheets and you look at the quality of loans that currently sit on the balance sheets, uh, not all banks are kind of in a in a similarly uh, healthy space right now. Uh, which means uh, the different banks will will um, respond in a in a prudent manner based on how much additional um, risk they can afford to take. Um, as I said last time, we we as APSA continue to be open for business, um, and 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 I would say uh, we continue to take uh, 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 prudent decisions when 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 assessing the loans. So we're not necessarily um, gonna you know go go on a free for all, but we're also not going to be closed for business. Uh, we're going to continue to to do business where where there's room to do good quality business. Well, Muzi, that's a great place to leave it there this evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Awesome. Thank you very much, Zama. And that is Umzwa Kizum, who is a manager of analytics at APSA Home Loans. Now, we're not quite done. We're going to go for a quick break. And when we come back, we will be announcing the lucky winner of that 1,000 Rand cash prize. Remember, you have to be watching us live in order to claim the money. We're going to go for a quick break and we'll be back just after this. Muzi, thank you so much. You're on mute.
welcome back to the Wednesday edition of the Private Property Podcast. I'm your host, Uzamandungwa Kumalo. Well, it is a Wednesday and it's that time of the evening where we get to give away cash. And of course, this is for our Sherlock Holmes Spot Prize competition. And all you have to do is if we call your name, drop us a message down here below to claim your prize. If we don't get uh, a response from you within a minute or two, we're going to go to the next person. And if this evening we don't get a person, then we're going to roll it over to Tomorrow it's going to be 1,500 rands. Now, the potential winner of that 1,000 rand cash prize this evening is Urulani uh, Mamohatu Lerutoli. That is Rulani Mamohatu Rilitoli. Uh, so Rulani, if you are watching us live, I'm going to give you a minute or two to just drop us a message uh, in order for you to claim that uh, money. Now, of course, if you want to potentially be like Rulani, all you have to do is to go into our website that is www.privateproperty.co.za and enter the Sherlock Holmes competition. Not only do we get to give away 500 grand uh, cash every Wednesdays and Thursdays, but the big prize, of course, is that 5,000 Rand voucher every single Friday. And when the competition is done in 12 weeks' time, we are also going to be giving away a grand prize. We haven't quite revealed yet what that grand prize is, so do make sure that you keep entering so that you can stand a chance of winning. You have to be uh, you know, answering the correct answers every week in order to be eligible to win that grand prize. Well, I'm going to give Rulani Mamohatu uh, Lirutu Holly, um, another quick minute. I'm going to hear from my colleague if they are uh, watching us in the live and they'll get to walk away with that 1,000 Rand cash prize. And if they are unfortunately not you know, in the live, there's going to be a potential uh, second person who can walk away with the money. And if we still don't get it, then, well, you, we are just going to roll it over. Well, I've gotten word that Rulani is with us and that is congratulations to you, Rulani. There she is on the screen. You walk away with that 1,000 Rand cash prize uh, and it will be on your way shortly. The team is going to drop you a DM to get your details so that you can get that money well it certainly is that easy to win here on private property so do make sure that you go into our website that's www.privateproperty.co.za well it is a wednesday so of course at 8 p.m sc Clarkson brings you the first time combined show uh, and that is it from me zamandunga and the rest of the private property podcast team until tomorrow evening hoping you're staying home and staying safe
Hi, I'm Nicolene Terblanche and I'm part of the SA Women's Hockey Team and I'm the Technical Director of Tux Hockey and I'm also the Assistant Coach for the First Team Ladies. I moved to Ferry Glen about five years ago. Ferry Glen is a really safe place and the people are really kind. Some of my friends live really close by in suburbs like Equestria and Olympus. In the morning I will wake up, make myself a cup of coffee, go for a jog in the Ferry Glen Nature Reserve or even just in the neighbourhood. It's safe, quiet and the environment is really nice. I love Ferry Glen because I'm near the city.